Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin, but they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater. I'm Jeff, and I'm playing Andor. I'm Jeremy, I'm playing Ramiro. I'm Carl, and I'm playing Yorn, Metalhead. <laughs> I'm Jackie, and I'm playing Iyana Jusek. And I am Jordan, and I am the headmaster for Eldritch High. And I've already had to dress down one student and assign attention. Let's see what else happens. So previously, on the last edition of Bone Thrower's Theater... We had lunch. We had lunch. <laughs> that sounds exciting. There was, you also had the alchemy class. Uh, but cool. But lunch was where we found out that Gareth... Muddlebottom, Muddle which is just the most <laughs> ridiculous thing. I can't read. Muddlebottom, correct. Yeah, Muddlebottom is correct. Yeah. But anyway, Gareth. <laughs> his invisible friend, Mr. Twiggy, is not really a squirrel in a bag. Oh, it's a figment of his imagination. Mr. Twiggy is a figment? Yes. And so now it is time to go to class. What's your next class, Ramiro? Shapeshifting. Shapeshifting. Oh, I'm in that. Yeah. That should be fun. And Ando, you're in Conjuration, Conjuration. with, with Iana Juicy. And Gareth. And Gareth. Wacko. Let's go ahead and do shapeshifting first. Let's say that shapeshifting meets um, Henrik's Hall. Henrik's Hall, yeah. And so that was the one that was a castle. That had just been transported to the shadow realm to become the the hall for the school by the leader, Miss Hendricks, or Hendricks. So, including in that though was her entire stable. So it makes sense that the shape shifting class would be in the stable, you know, because then you are around the animals, around animals, and you can see what's going on. And I, I'm I'm not imagining that as a magical stable. This isn't just like a couple of horses and everything. This is a pretty good menagerie of creatures. There's a bear, a unicorn, a manticore, a goat, ants, reverse mermaid, a shark. Mermaid. <laughs> oh yeah, a shark. Nice. Land shark? No, no, no. The sharks that were in Sharknado. The ones oh, that were so, just, so they're just like spinning around. Just spinning around. <laughs> they just have it like in a glass case. Just a Sharknado constantly going. <laughs> like those funnels you make in your like, in elementary school where like, you tipped it over and made it out. Yeah, but with sharks. <laughs> exactly. Anything else that's there that catches Romero's eye? Jaguars. Yeah, of course there are jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're snakes. One jaguar has a burnt <laughs> tail. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, um, Ramiro, why did you want to take conjuration classes? I, uh, I didn't. Shape-shifting. Shape-shifting classes. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Two classes going on at once. I can only handle so much brain power. Shape-shifting seems like it would be very useful when you're trying to be sneaky. And Mr. Metal, why did you want to 
takes shape-shifting. Yorn thinks shape-shifting is very metal. It's kind of the only class that really, like, really piqued his interest because he has the gift of beast tongue. He's always been able to talk to animals, so he figured if I can talk to him, I already understand him quite well. So making my main focus, being able to change into them, just kind of makes sense. Yeah. Going back to last week, were you planning on having a conversation with, with Mr. Twiggy when you opened up the bag? Yeah, if he was there. But I had a feeling he was not. But as as you all are standing, because there's no real real place to sit in the uh, the stables, like you see like this hole under a bush, and this badger comes out of the hole. As they come out of the hole, you can see that as they reach like their front paw forward, it just turns into a hand. As they move forward, they just shift seamlessly from this badger form into a person and it's professor proudfoot and professor proudfoot is not very tall and like you does not wear shoes <laughs> nice he's got proud feet he's very proud of his feet. professor proudfoot looks at all of you and he goes many of you shall fail this class because you do not have the discipline to maintain the form of a wild creature many of you will fail the class because you choose to ignore the strictures that it holds upon you. And many of you will fail the class because of your own ulterior motives. When you become one with the animals, when you assume their form, you assume more than just the outward shape. You become that animal. So some of you will lose this class. You will not pass this class because you will not gain the ability to maintain your own mind in the form of the creature. Any questions? So, do you mean, like, not able to maintain your own mind as in you can, when you shapeshift, you can lose your humanity and become more animalistic? Precisely. Have there been times when that's happened to people and they can't turn back? There has been. Oh, wow. Especially if you become lost in the shadow realm. So this is really dangerous. Has that happened here? It has in the past. So I want you to think long and hard about whether or not this is something that you feel capable of doing. Because the risks are great. Yes, you. When, when do we start shape-shifting? If you're lucky, you'll start shape-shifting by the end of the semester. Under Ramiro's breath, he's like, Someone's already started today. Jordan starts trying to shape shift. <laughs> I can do it. I can try do it that time. Time. Tries to turn into a badger to emulate what the teacher did. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I do two. Yep. Six. And a queen. Okay, so, so the six, six becomes, becomes a bang. So I made it. You did make it. Although, actually, are both those bangs because shape-shifting them a prodigy in? No. Is that how that works? What happens is, once you hit ten, the cards that you use to make ten are discarded. The cards that are in excess become the bang. Okay. Yeah, but being prodigy, it has something additional. Oh, it's another bonus card. Okay, so I, was, I should have drawn an additional. Okay, just put an additional one in there. You successfully turn into a badger. And you have a ring through your nose. Yeah, of course. So, and like white contact lenses. 
So Professor Brownfoot reaches down, Proudfoot reaches down, grabs you by the nose ring, and lifts you up into the air. That's not nice. He could be in trouble for abuse. So you're like flailing your little badger legs in the air. And you're kicking like, I'm sure it hurts. Yeah. It's probably fairly painful. And the professor goes, and this is why you, another reason you must be careful, because you might not change everything. So next time when you come to class and he kind of gives you a little shake, don't wear the nose ring. And he drops you. Do you turn like into, and do you like turn into a boy as you hit the ground? Yeah, turn back. I'm a real boy, Geppetto. <laughs> yes. So, should we wear clothes at all? Because I'm fine with that. <laughs> wearing clothes? <laughs> Not wearing cl- these clothes. Freak. You may go naked. <laughs> oh, no. Glad I'm not in that class, huh? Is that me- metal enough for you? <laughs> no clothes is not metal. All black clothes. Metal. <laughs> I don't want to see other people naked. That's not metal. Unless they're hot. And then Romero under his breath again is like, You're welcome, ladies. Ew. <laughs> Some of the girls like kind of go to stand on the other side of the stable from you. We're going to cut to the conjuring class. Which is almost a tongue twister. Cut to the conjuring class. Jeff. Yes. What does the conjuring classroom look like? Imagining it being standard classroom style, only the walls are lined with trinkets. What kind of trinkets? Keys, little doodads, little porcelain figurines, wooden tools, I don't know, workshop stuff. Okay. Whatever you can think of small that can be conjured. Jackie, what, what, what's one thing that catches your eye on the collection of conjuring items? What catches my eye is a snow globe. Snow globe? What's in the snow globe? Uh, Manhattan Skyline. Fair enough. Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of your professor? He's a knight. Sir? Sir grabs a lot. <laughs> oh, Sir grabs a lot. <laughs> In the class. Are we serious? Yes. <laughs> Jeff, what's mm. what's one thing you notice about Sir Grabs a lot? <laughs> or what's one thing he grabs on you? He has very large hands. <laughs> He has to adjust his cod face. <laughs> He's very British. Very, very British. You mean his teeth are awful? <laughs> yeah, teeth. High teeth. Is he, is he older? I imagine... Take it past the teeth. <laughs> so I imagine... Um, no, because he still has teeth. I imagine... Um, Sir grabs a lot as this older gentleman who walks in in a tweed jacket and... There are like leather elbow patches. He's wearing slacks. His slacks are pulled up over his stomach, which is quite large. He's got this briar root pipe in his mouth, and he's got like the uh, the friar tuck look, where there's like this ring of hair around his ears and everything, and then like just some on the top, but like like most of his head head is is bald. And there are like three or four liver spots on his uh, skull. And his teeth look like they're fighting with each other. <laughs> his teeth actually, um, there's some green salad still left. Oh, no. oh, oh, oh. What is that? How long has that been there? 
So he walks in and he's holding his hands in front of him and they're resting on his rather portly stomach. And he comes into the class, holds out his hand, closes his eyes, and a toothpick appears. And he starts digging away. Yeah, just picking away whatever. I, it was actually the remains of his watercress sandwich. I'm glad I'm not in that class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just glad you're in the naked class. <laughs> Sir grabs off my kidney. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. Mm-mm. So, um, where are you sitting in the classroom? The, I think the whole back row was filled up by the time I got there. So I'm like pushed up one row, kind of more towards the middle, unfortunately. So not very good people watching positions. Not as ideal as I want it to be. I think Gareth is in the back row. Is he right behind you? Um, no. He's like two seats away. Two seats away? Yeah. In the back. Does he seem... Very upset. Very, very upset. Still distraught. Is he like holding his bag still? He's talking to his bag. He just got his head in there. (laughs) Both Jeremy and Jeff like hold their hands like they're like holding a little carpet bag and they're sticking their their faces between their their hands. Where are you sitting, Ando? All the way on the right side up front, near the door. Pretty close to where um, Ramiro was sitting previously. Mm -hmm. So right by the door. So you kind of want to distance yourself from... A little bit. I'm in the class because I think it would be useful. Okay. Other than that, don't really care. So Professor grabs a lot, walks in. He's picking at his teeth. He drops the toothpick onto the floor, and as he drops it, it just disappears. And he holds out his hand, and um, a piece of chalk appears. And he just scrawls on the board in actual handwriting. Sir grabs a lot. And then he underlines his name a few times. And puts a period next to it. In very British fashion. Yes. Very British fashion. And he turns around and he clicks his heels together and he goes, Right. Conjuration. Today we are going to be discussing the first element of conjuration. It is a time-honored tradition amongst wizards and witches alike. To make things appear out of thin air. Abracadabra, you might say. And the snow globe appears into his hands. And he spins it, and then he drops it, and it disappears and goes back to the shelf. But this is no mere stage magic. This is the life force of wizardry. This is where you will learn the fundamentals to help you survive in any situation in the Shadow Realm. You seem to like the sound of this? No, actually, I was chuckling in my head because you said fundamentals. (laughs) (laughs) Sir grabs a lot of fundling things. Now, we must discuss material objects. Material objects are things like this. Pencils. Maybe a pack of playing cards. Maybe even a glass. All of these things are useful in different situations. But they are heavily affected by traveling through the Shadow Realm. You must learn to attune your own objects to your will so that they will come to you. And that requires 
the magical realignment of the elements within this property. Are any of you taking alchemy? And what is your name, son? Andoganshu. Bless you. <laughs> What's your name, son? My name is Ando, sir. Very good. You will have a head start in this class because you will be able to use the elements that are within this item to align it properly. What do you think this is made of, son? Uh, plastic and graphite and rubber. But where do all of these come from? And metal for the spring. Very good. You remembered the spring. Most people would forget that. But all of these come from Earth. So you would need to be able to align the Earth elementals within the pencil to your will. Okay. I don't think plastic is actually from Earth, though, because it's chemically altered materials. <laughs> Students being a smartass. Are you questioning me, son? No, sir. Grabs a lot. <laughs> Very good. Grabs a little. No. So, Gareth. So, so go ahead. This is a this is our game. Oh, okay. So, conjuration. We need to put like symbols on the things that we are conjuring. So we have to put our own symbols. Well, basically, yeah. you have to be able to summon something. Wards are things that symb symbols, right? Right. Yeah, wards more. Okay. Yeah. Wards are symbols. But it's yeah. more like the way that I imagine it is that every mag magician or wizard, yeah. which has kind of their own personal conjuring trove of things that they can call and then they'll then they'll go back so like for example one of the one of the things that they mentioned in the book is a $100 bill after an hour the conjured thing goes back to where it's supposed to be so you conjure up a $100 bill you hey, use it to it. pay it and then it goes back to where it's <laughs> yes. supposed to be taking conjuring <laughs> wow that is metal as metal <laughs> yes that is sneaky. Yeah. So it really is one of the life, the life forces of, of wizardry to help mm -hmm. you get out of tough situations. But my, my thought is that the way that everything is made up of the elements, mm -hmm. then that align, you can align the elements within the item to your specific personal signature. So okay. that when you call it... That, I mean, that's my take on, on how the magic works. So, sounds like a legit thing. So as Sir Crabs a lot... He's giving his lecture. He's actually releasing knowledge rather than grabbing it. All of a sudden... You don't want to call him Sir Releases a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be totally different. <laughs> That'd be totally different. Extra credit. Yes! All of a sudden, uh, Juicy, you feel an acorn hit you in the back of the head. Gareth, what was that? Why were you guys mean to me? I wasn't mean to you, Gareth. Are you sure? I wasn't mean to you, Metalhead was. Well, I think we should do something. Well, what do you have in mind? I want to talk to him. <laughs> That's real bold. Mr. Twiggy wants to talk to him. I have an idea. I'm going to conjure Twiggy. I'm going to fun with that. Okay. <laughs> so how are you going to do this? Accio Twiggy. <laughs> okay, um Man, you don't have to learn anything. The conjuration thing must be simple. Are you is this your proficiency? No, actually it's not. Okay. So you get one card because it's in your class. Mm -hmm. You get um 
Is that it? She would get two cards though, because one base right. for everything. One base for one everything because of the class. And then one class. And then um, I'm wondering if she gets another one because she's Gareth's friend. No, I, wouldn't uh, so. I wouldn't think I wouldn't so because you would. I would, no, if I, you were friends with Twiggy, then yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh-uh. Inanimate objects. You can only yeah. conjure inanimate objects. Yeah. <laughs> what Accio twi- Twiggy bag. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. What's that back to? What if Twiggy were okay. a so, taxidermied squirrel at, at home? <laughs> Jackie actually has a taxidermied squirrel. Nice. His name is Little Danny. He lives in my rafters. He said the bag just, like, poofs from next to Gareth's desk onto your desk. Gareth, I'm going to open this bag. Fine. I, I'm sorry. I really think you're a really awesome guy, but I need to know what the hell is going on with Twiggy. Can I tell me anything before I open his bag? He's not in there. Where's Twiggy? He's in the special place. Oh, the murder <laughs> hole. <laughs> I didn't kill my parents. Why would you say such a thing? And and no, Ludi, how your parents died at all. I just I think you're a cool guy. I'm not quite ready to go to the special place. Well, not with you, anyway. I think you're a good guy, but I, this is weird, yo. Well, will you help me talk to Metal Dude? You know what? Um, yes, I will. I'll help you talk to him. Tonight? Sure, tonight. Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. Queen anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Greatest hits. Anyway, um... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're gonna take a break on that note. When Elizabeth Carter was orphaned, she felt like she lost everything. No friends to speak of, no family, nothing in this world to keep her. So she decided to look for her fate off-world. Taking her future in her hands, Libby chose a vocation that would leave the world behind, removing her from every person on Earth. She joined SNV LLC as a miner in the asteroid belt. She was promised workable land to homestead just for showing up. Now with her fate decided, light years away from Earth, Libby finds out that she was shanghaied. Left on a tiny rock at the edge of space, she finds herself bound into indentured servitude. As Libby tries to dig herself out, she realizes greatness in the people around her and finds high adventure in the inky blackness of space. Cave-in rescues, planetary collisions, and other dangerous mishaps keep Libby and her new family fighting to stay alive. Written by Brand Gamblin, creator of the Parsec-nominated show Calls for Cthulhu, and read by S.V. Alley, creator of the C4C podcast, this is a story of determination, hard work, pain, and redemption. This is the story of Tumblr. www.tumblrnovel.net Alright, and we're back. That wasn't weird at all. Previous contrary class. Accio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, is Gareth like eccentric or just nuts? <laughs> like the nuts in his bag. It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, he seems like someone who's very lonely. Okay. I mean, the fact that everybody looked in his bag seemed to like a breach of trust to him. I didn't open the bag. But you did look into it. Yeah. 
So, the school day ends with everybody going back to homeroom. You know, as kind of like the release process. <laughs> catch and release, catch and release. Sir uh, grabs a lot, release the students. <laughs> find that hard to believe. That's a new headline for the uh, <laughs> Shadow Realm Times. Shadow Realm pedophilia monthly. In shocking development, Sir grabs a lot, does not actually grab students. We're in. So, again. you're in homeroom. And Professor Zarastras is kind of taking a more relaxed approach to the day. He seems like probably the most chill professor that you've had all day. We need to actually give him a class that he teaches. Herbology. Herbology? Because he's kind of chill. I'm thinking Moon. Okay. So that's like a core course. Yeah. And both of us have it. <clears throat> so probably what had happened was you had had your... Your last class of the day was probably bewitchment, and then you're in the class for the last. So we don't have to go twenty minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you guys are sitting at your desk, and he's he's sitting on the edge of his, and he's discussing, you know, a- answering all, like random questions from students, you know, about, you know, procedures, where to go for such and such, and, you know, where to find the uh, assembly hall if there's a, a, you know, magical pep rally and. When the when do the like the uh, after school programs start and everything like that, and he's like, um, Mr. Gunderson, please remember that uh, you're you're not free to leave for a while. How long is this gonna take? An hour. <laughs> if you did that with a forked tongue, I'd be more impressed. I already did it this morning. That's how I ended up in this situation. Yes. This morning with your wife. I don't think Professor Sarastris is married. With your mother. Oh. <laughs> do I get to do anything during detention? Yeah, what would you like to do during detention that's not really, you know, too metal? I mean, do homework. Yeah, you can you can catch up on some homework. You can, you know, practice, you know, the, the um, shape-shifting techniques, like the breathing techniques and everything that you've been given. Might as well use that time so that when I get out, I can do what I want. Yeah. And it's fairly late in the day because you guys get like, it's not like a lot of schools where you only get like, what, half an hour for lunch? 45? Yeah, I think so. Half hour. You get like a whole hour for lunch and the classes oh, don't yeah. start until about nine. So it's about five o'clock, five-ish when the when everything is wrapping up. So your detention is, is there. Um, and so Gareth tells you that he wants to wait for Yorn outside of Yorn's hall. What what are you going to say to him, Gareth? Hmm? What are you going to say to him? Uh, Mr. Twiggy has, you know, things that he wants to say. He hasn't really told him yet. Why is it Mr. Twiggy just talk it out with him? He will. What? You you look nervous. It's it's just, uh, I like you, Gareth. I think you're a pretty cool guy. I like you, too. I just, uh... Mr. Twiggy likes you. Yeah, Mr. Twiggy. Well, I hope Mr. Twiggy does. <laughs> so, this the reason I am nervous. It's just, I just hope it's just a conversation you're going to have with him. I hope we're not going to, it's not going to go past conversation. Mr. Twiggy might try and scare him a little. Can you not have Mr. Twiggy try to scare him? I mean, it's the first day of school. I can't really say. Okay, well, let's I see. I mean, Mr. Twiggy makes his own rules. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Huh? Just, just ask Sir Grabs a lot. I don't understand. That's because you're kind of cute. So, um, 
Do you like school? Did you, did you like your first day? I did. Um, I particularly enjoyed my psychology class. Non-magic. Well, it's going to have pretty strong applications to my bewitchment class. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you control the mind, you control it all. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's right. You know that's right, son. Where are you two? As far heading, away from this as possible. Heading back to Fog Hall. So you're crossing the like the quad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm headed back to Fraser Court. So you're out of detention, and so you're all in the like the same general vicinity. I try to conjure something. Plunger appears in your hand. Oh, <laughs> yes. What are you trying to conjure? What are, yeah. What's mm. your question? Trying to conjure batteries for your a really cool games. knife that I saw on the wall. Okay. I flip over two cards. So thievery. Yes. Oh, that the second one becomes a bang. <clears throat> Bam! Bang, son. Yes. Yes. So you have you. Yatta! Yatta! So now you have a very nice looking knife. For an hour. For an hour. How does it go back? <laughs> oh, he hasn't got his own. Send it back yet. Pocket. <laughs> nice. I don't think it's a pocket knife. I'm thinking it's more like a hunting knife, but. Like you put it in the your belt and like pull yeah. your shirt over it, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Walking very gingerly. You don't want you don't need a crack extension. <laughs> nope. As you're walking out to your the hall, you see uh, Juicy and Gareth. Metal boy, get over here. They're standing like right out like next to the statue. Is that how you refer to everyone? It's how I refer to you. Have a name. It's Yorn. Yorn, child of metal-loving Gunder. His name's Gunnerson. Like I said, metal boy. Okay, what? Gareth what? has words for you. I don't, I, I don't have words for you. Mr. Okay. Mr. Twiggy does. Okay, Mr. Twiggy doesn't exist. We already went over this. Yes, he does. No. I opened your bag. Nothing in there except a bunch of acorns. Gareth reaches into the bag and he pulls out an acorn. You mean like this? Uh, that's an acorn. He pops it into his mouth and begins chewing. I'm not sure you're supposed to eat that. It's just Twiggies, right? Aren't those poisonous to humans? He swallows and his eyes begin turning black. And all of a sudden, from his shoulders, you start hearing this creaking noise. And through his shirt, tree limbs start ripping through the back of his shirt. It's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And they reach over. He's mastered his moves. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> and so now there's like, like he, it looks like butterfly wings because they sprout off the back too. And they like begin digging into the ground and they, they push him up into the air. Well, that's real cool too. <laughs> And he reaches down, and he's going to try and pick you up. How big is he at this point? He's about six to eight feet off the ground. I'm turning, trying to turn into a manacore. Okay. Turn, trying to turn into a manacore. Seven, four. So I make it. Eleven. Okay. Good. Bang. And he's going to try and grab you. Two, three, seven. <laughs> Describe how you were successful in getting away from. So I turn into a manacore. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to swiftly move to the side and 
I'll try and sting him with my scorpion tail. Okay. Uh, he's going to go ahead and try and defend against that. Well, actually, can I just use a bang and say that I connect with it? Because... I don't know if you can. It's tied to my shape-shifting. Because it's an ability of... Right. But it's not... What I turned into. But it's an opposing... Yeah, because this is something that's opposed. Okay. It's, so then it it's like, be like it's like a contest check. In so it'd be sense. like if I hit with it, then I could use a bang to like increase the effect. The effect. Of, of, okay, yeah. got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You got it. Or um, actually, could I do a bang to make the size of the mana core increase? Okay. Or like increase the length of its tail or something like that. I wanted to increase the size so it's like at least the same size of Gareth. Okay. So there. You know. Well, Gareth in the center of it is still normal sized but he's like six to eight feet off the ground because of the limbs pushing him out off the ground and he's going to try and like move backwards trying to hit with the tail if you guys want to jump in and do anything please feel free so would i get bonuses for shape shifting if i'm trying to do something as yeah basically you would because you're using shape shifting from what i understand you're going to be using your your single card, your your grade card, and then you're going to be using your shape-shifting card. And then because you have the speed of a manticore, you can use a third card, if I'm reading that correctly. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, so I guess I draw three total? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? Yep. First card, five. Jack. Two. Ace. Ace. Um... Pretty far behind on that. Can I try to cheat, I guess? You can. And do I roll all three? You can roll one, two, or three. A maximum of three. Roll three. Okay, so that puts you at eight right now. It's a nine, so that's 17. There's a three, so that's 21. Oh, demerit. You take a demerit. Do I get the one, though? Because then that would tie, but I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the one. So, in the case of a tie... Can you use your extra credit to get rid of a demerit? I probably can. Gareth, who um, who am I talking to now? This isn't Gareth. This is Mr. Twiggy. I thought Mr. Twiggy was a squirrel. You thought wrong. The acorns are what I need. See, lady told you he was a weird guy. Now he's tree. No, you can't. Extra credit is worth one bonus card or one homework point. Now, if you want to describe something about the the, the system, like what's going on and everything, you can lay down five cards into your discard pile. You can discard five cards to to gain a gain a fact about the situation. That's okay. I mean, we tied, so what do we do in the tie situation? You just want to say it's like a neutral. Yeah, um, outcome. we'll go ahead and say that it's a neutral outcome that he's able to skitter away. Yeah. Or like I, with the side of the tail, like hit his arm and he just kind of pushes yeah. it away. Just, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty neutral. Yeah. Okay. I like to put a ward of protection on myself. Okay. Real nice. Only thinking about yourself. Well, obviously. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Juicy. Juicy. You got to put on your own air mask before you. Yeah. T- uh, ten. The three becomes a pain. All right. So I draw... You, you draw yourself like a circle of protection? I think it's kind of a symbol if it's on yourself, right? Yeah. She you... draws a swastika of protection on her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what? worked in the American justice system before. It has to be tr- protection against one specific thing, though. 
No, protected from Twiggy. Use this beckoning cat symbol. What does the oh the little happy cat? Yeah, happy happy high fiving Chinese food the, place cat. The waving the waving cat. How do you do this? No, maybe it is something more simple like a star or something. Yeah. Um, she pulls out a stamp from her purse. Yeah, so I just draw it. Um, I just draw a, a heart on my skin. Okay, and that protects you from Twiggy. Okay. So you two were just walking across the the way and you've seen all of this going down like uh, there's a manticore and a monster fighting on the quad uh, do we see the beginning of it or once it's heated that's when everybody notices I mean you you guys were walking across the car the quad you might not have been noticing it like them standing out there but when they when mr. Twiggy appears you would have heard that because it's like it sounds like tree limbs groaning and everything like that and and People start yelling. I'm, I'm assuming that it's any people on the quad who saw it would start making a lot of noise. And then all of a sudden, you hear the roar of a manticore, and you turn around, and there's two monsters duking it out on the quad lawn. I don't think Endo would do anything because he doesn't much care for either. Did you actually see what happened, or did you? Because you I see, mean, you see someone who's there. Who was standing right next to it? Who looks like they could be in danger? Pretty girl. I I don't know what he would do. I already blew you off today. Yeah, I'm not a fan of anyone in this situation, so I would just let it play out. Romero. I want to shapeshift to a horse. Okay, go ahead and make your pull. So I get one just because, and then another because I have that class. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Nine. King. So this would go... The nine becomes a bang. bang. Okay. So I'm shape-shifted into a horse, and I'm going to go ahead charge in to where Juicy is, just to hopefully offer a way out. Okay. I just got this picture in my head of this horse dressed like a kid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Running across in a skill uniform. All right, well, well, we'll go ahead and pause right there, and we will continue on next week. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. The cast is Carlin, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, Jordan, and Stephanie. This podcast is released under our Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives 3.0 Unported License. Please feel free to share the podcast, but please do not modify it or attempt to gain financially from it. To find the show online, visit our site, BoneThrowersTheater.com. Our Twitter feed is at Bone Throwers Theater, and our email address is bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Join our social networks on Facebook and Google+. Podcast art was designed by Laura Tress and is used with her permission. Until next time, may the bones fall in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.